Welcome back to Real Trees, Real Talk, why Nova Scotia loves real Christmas trees, from the Christmas Tree Council of Nova Scotia. My name is Jillian Blackburn, and I'm the resource technician here at CTCNS, and I'll be helping you dig into the Christmas tree industry this holiday season. On this podcast, we dig into the basics of how to keep your trees in tip-top shape, for the holiday season, we explore why and where trees are donated around the province and to the neighboring countries. We learn some tricks of the trade and we hear some great stories from the producers themselves. If you haven't already, check out our podcasts at media.ctcns.com or on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. With the popularity of the Blue Button video and the campaign, This 2021 holiday season, we wanted to share with our viewers about the creation of the Nova Scotian story. Partnering with multiple folks and companies all around the province, the Blue Button story came to life with excitement from our team, Christmas tree producers, and contributors which brought so much joy to our community, connecting us by the touching story and the tradition of bringing a Nova Scotia balsam fir Christmas tree home for the holidays. Throughout the podcast, we'll introduce the creators behind the entire campaign and interview M5 Marketing Communications on their inspiration and production of their video and website. If you haven't seen it already, check out the Blue Button campaign and video on NovaScotiaBalsamFur.com and you can purchase Blue Buttons made by Eureka Tech and Building Futures on iloverealtrees.com slash shop. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Tyler McLeod, I'm the Vice President of Nova Scotia um, with uh, M5 Marketing Communications. And so, yeah, in my in my role, I oversee M5's Nova Scotia office from our uh, day-to-day um, operations standpoint. And then I also um, work on individual projects with various clients in a bit of a strategic council um, or project management role. So a lot of the stuff that I do is a little bit outside of the... Um, the fun stuff that our creative folks do, but it's kind of setting the table for them to do what they do and dealing with all the, um, the administrative aspects that go along with the project to make sure that you know, the, uh, the creative folks at M5 can focus on what they do best. So you have quite a team there too. How many on the team? Yeah, so we have 25 people here um, in our Halifax office and historic properties. And so that, that team includes writers and designers, art directors, we've got video editors, animators, um, web developers. So um, a lot of different skill sets that can come together for different advertising campaigns um, that we produce. Um, and we also uh, work with some other members of the creative community in Nova Scotia on an as needed basis as well. And we, I'm sure we'll chat a bit more about some of that, but um, yeah, 25 people here. And then the uh, the firm itself has offices throughout Atlantic Canada. So M5 is actually 40 years old this year. It was founded in 1981 in St. John's, Newfoundland uh, originally. And now um, we've grown over those 40 years to become one of Atl- or one of Canada's, excuse me, one of Canada's largest independent firms. Um, and so the offices today are, are here in Halifax, in St. John's, 
in Moncton and in St. John, New Brunswick. Um, That's great. 40 years old. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it's a milestone. It's a milestone. Yeah. Yeah, M5 uh, was founded in 1981 by, by uh, Gary Wadden, and he uh, enlisted a partner, Derek Langdon, um, shortly after founding. And those two ran the business for uh, a lot of years. And through, through that time, um, a number of people uh, worked for a large chunk of their careers at M5. And those people, four of those people today are the are the partners of M5. So they, they took over the company here uh, about three or four years ago. So it's in its second generation of ownership now at M5. Over the course of the years, it's just been a story, I guess, of kind of growing our service offering. So now we started in, in advertising and, and that's still the core of our business today, but we do design and branding, website development, video production. And then there's some other companies that are part of the M5 group of companies that offer some services in some related areas. So there's a public affairs uh, firm here um, and a marketing research and polling company um, that complements a lot of the work we do. And there's some economic consulting stuff that you wouldn't think necessarily um, comes into play in some of our more creative work, but it actually, um, there's been a few occasions where some of the economic studies and things that they're capable of doing have set up a lot of the the strategy um, and the insights that our, that our work has been based on. So it's a, a bit of an integrated approach to marketing and we're able to, a lot of the different aspects of a project here in-house with you know, either M5, employees or or members of our sister companies so like in addition to the christmas tree council some of the clients um, that people might be familiar with would be uh, organizations like tourism nova scotia general motors canada gm canada uh, subway canada and somewhat recently um, hockey stick and equipment manufacturer true hockey so it's a diverse group of clients um, and with that this kind of the appeal of the agency industry in general is the diversity of stuff we get to work on. Our client, our client roster is diverse and it brings along uh, opportunities and projects like this one with the Christmas Tree Council. Yeah, that's so impressive. That's awesome. And we're so happy to be a part of that too. So what is the legend of the blue button? Yeah, sure. So the story of the blue button is we sort of set out to to create an origin story for the Nova Scotia balsam fir. We we're looking for a way to, to explain how it is that these special trees came to be in Nova Scotia and why they are so special. So the uh, the story of the blue button starts out with, with a Christmas Eve many years ago. Um, and Santa is in his sleigh and he's flying over Nova Scotia. And we see on his sleigh, he's got, he's got these decorations that include these fur, these fur cones all along his, uh, all along his sleigh. But as he's flying over Nova Scotia, one of them falls off. And as it falls down and, and lands in a field, the fir cone does what fir cones do. And over time, this, this uh, fir cone uh, grows into a fir tree, which grows into many more fir trees. And soon there's this whole forest in Nova Scotia where once there was none, Santa gets word of this, of this forest growing in Nova Scotia. And these are pretty special trees to him. So he realizes that he has to, to do something about this. And so he sends an elf from the North Pole to, to come to Nova Scotia and care for these trees. So that's how we meet Twig the elf and, and learn that he is living in the forest in Nova Scotia and caring for these trees, making sure they're all perfect and special. And so the story kind of hits its moment of drama. You know, we sort of run into a bit of a problem when Twig is in the forest one day and he sees a, a little girl who's sad about having lost something. And so it becomes uh, Twig's mission to figure out how to help. Through a little bit of Christmas magic, he realizes that he can save the day with the blue button that's uh, attached to his hat. 
And so Twig does come to the rescue and saves the day with a blue button. This little girl and her family have a magical Christmas as a result. And uh, maybe it starts a, a tradition for them as well, where now they have a blue button hanging in their Christmas tree for, uh, for years and years afterwards. So that's the story of the blue button. Yeah, and it's such a sweet story. We love it so much. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible how that all comes to life. How does that come to life? How does the whole campaign of the Blue Button come to life? The video, you guys developed a great website for us, com. Yeah, where do you start? That's incredible because I think it was like, it was an idea back in 2019, wasn't it? Yeah, it was back in 2019. So um, our work with the Christmas Tree Council had a number of different phases to it. We had to do some brand development and identity development, some uh, some website development in there. And then, you know, working with potential tree resellers and, and wholesalers, you know, the messaging for them um, is one thing. There's a lot of factual, functional things that people need to know about the, the balsam fir and, and why they should buy it. Um, but we knew we also had to develop something so that the the end consumer, the families who are buying these trees, would would see the Nova Scotia balsam fir as something special. You know, we think a lot of people, you know, probably the decision that they feel that there is to be made is is a real tree versus a, an artificial tree. But within the real tree uh, realm, there's all kinds of decisions to be made. There's different species and different um, places of origin, uh, and we want people to actually think about that and have a preference for. Uh, a Nova Scotia Christmas tree and, and perhaps a balsam fir specifically. So how do we get people, the average person to care about you know, what kind of real Christmas tree they're buying? And I think for us, we knew that you know, we sort of had to go past some of the um, the more functional benefits and, and make it more of an emotional thing. You know, I, I think everybody who has a tradition of, of buying and putting up a Christmas tree has very many memories and emotions wrapped up in that. And so, you know, getting to a place where we could tap into some of those sentiments, I think was always important for us. We knew that that's where we had to go. And so, yeah, we started with a, we started with a bit of a premise or a statement that the Nova Scotia balsam fir is the world's most treasured Christmas tree. Uh, and then it became a question of how do we bring that to life in, in the form of a story in the, in the way that we'll engage with people so that we're sort of not, we're not talking at them or trying to convince them. We're bringing them along on a bit of a, a bit of a journey that they're enjoying. And so I think when we when we started off, you know, again, with that line of the Nova Scotia balsam fir is the world's most treasured Christmas tree, we just started to think about, so what does that mean? Like what, if it's the, the world's most treasured Christmas tree, how did it get, who said so? And what makes it so? And how did it come to be? Um, and if it's the world most, world's most treasured Christmas tree, what does that mean? What can it do? What powers does it have? What kind of change can it make in the world? So you start trying to just figure out where this, where the statement can take you, either sort of leading up to that statement or following on from that statement to try and find things that, that are interesting and provide you with an avenue to tell a story. You know, we all know the the functional attributes of the balsam fir. Like we know about you know its color and the and the sort of the dark green, bluish green. The the fragrance is probably the most distinct of, of all trees. The shape is amazing. The conditions here in Nova Scotia are perfect for growing Christmas trees. These are all sort of like disconnected thoughts. So we're just looking for something a bit, a bit bigger than that to uh, to sort of wrap around this. And so that's how we got to this story um, around the the uh, the blue button. And ultimately, very beginning of it was, you know, what if these trees are special because they're somehow connected to to Santa Claus and the North Pole? What what if they can trace their lineage back there? And what, what would that mean? Um, and if they were somehow special, and if they were somehow connected to the North Pole, what kind of life would they lead here in Nova Scotia? And what kinds of things would happen as a result? And so, 
you know, from there, from there, the story started to take shape. And we, then we get elves involved and we get interactions between the magical uh, realms of, of Santa Claus and elves and then real people. And then that's when, that's when the magic happens. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's great to connect it to that already existing North Pole, Santa Claus, elves, everything. It's already something to believe in instead of just the general public saying like, these are the best trees in the world. <laughs> that's that's awesome. right. That's amazing. Yeah. Part of the outcomes of this is that we um, sort of get Santa Claus's tacit endorsement that these are his trees, <laughs> uh, that he feels strongly about these special trees. And so if Santa does well, maybe that's, maybe that's a pretty good indication that these are, these are the best trees. So you guys, when you're creating the video, you guys create like a like a storyline. You have to probably write that down. You, you also work with many people, so they definitely aid you in that. So who helped you in this and how do they, what's their kind of process with yours? Um, I know you worked with a Compline's content supply company and they did quite a bit of work in the actual animation, didn't they? Yeah, it definitely, it takes a lot of people to, um, to put something like this together. So with our team initially, um, it went through a few iterations before we brought in some partners. And, you know, in the very beginning, it was, it was a narrative story. It was sort of us imagining what this story could be, not, you know, not to the level of detail of, you know, a script where we know exactly who says what and what it is scene by scene, but just, you know, imagine, you know, imagine that we're, um, that one night a sleigh is flying over Nova Scotia and a, and a fur cone falls out and imagine the forest kind of grows here. And so that was sort of the, you know, the initial telling of the story was just in that sort of like, you know, almost like you'd tell it to, uh, to a little, um, to a little person at night uh, at bedtime, like as you're telling the story. And that, that's enough to kind of get everybody going, okay, yes, this, <laughs> this could be good. We're on to something here. Um, and then the next stage is really to sort of figure out, okay, what now specifically, what does that story look like? Who are our characters? Who are the different people that we need to involve in this story? What are their backstories? How do they, how do they get introduced? So that's sort of the next stage to figure that out. And then, uh, yes, like I said, uh, it requires a lot of people. And so we reached out to a company called Accomplice Content Supply. They're uh, a video production house in Nova Scotia that we've worked pretty extensively with on a number of different projects. And uh, there's a lot of talent in Nova Scotia. Uh, they're among some of the best. And one of the things that we've appreciated um, in working with Accomplice Content Supply is they're always up for a great idea. If there's an opportunity to produce something um, that kind of gets everybody excited, uh, they, they typically um, do everything in their power to make it happen and, you know, sort of adopt it as if it's their own and sort of pour their own blood, sweat, and tears above and beyond into it. So we knew when we kind of were on to the beginning of this story and when we talked to the Christmas Tree Council and the reaction from the council was as strong that when we approached Accomplice that they would be excited and they were. So bringing them in just expands our roster of creative capabilities. So with them, we get a seasoned director who can really sort of look at some of the the finer details of how this can all be put together. They have, uh, you know, 3D animation artists who obviously are very critical for uh, for the work ahead. They've got sound capabilities and the ability to compose music and record voiceover. So that's all in their realm. And so over the course of well over a year, you know, it was a case of a lot of workshopping. This story between Accomplice and M5 and the Christmas Tree Council to figure out how we tell this story because now it's time to make a lot of decisions on, you know, how long is it going to be? And, um, you know, what are the most important 
points to include and how do we make sure that we capture people's attention um, and, and move the story along at the right pacing in a way to make sure we, we keep everyone's attention the whole way through. And then most importantly, you know, what does it look like? You know, up to this point, it's been, it's been a story words on paper. It's been, it, move, it progresses from there to uh, sketches, storyboard sketches that kind of give a sense of like what we think the action should be. Um, but then we get into actually, you know, developing the, the characters in a 3D or developing the 3D environments and developing the characters and actually kind of looking at what this world is going to look like for the first time. And so, yeah, there's a lot of conversations around that to understand, you know, how, how do we want this to live on? You know, we hope this is a video that has a, has a long shelf life and a lot of longevity to it. And, you know, there's choices that we can make that will probably stand the test of time. And there's other things that are very of the moment. And we need to make sure we're balancing the two so that it feels, it feels new and exciting to people, but also that it can stand the test of time. And I think if you look at various holiday animated short films and videos over the years, there's some that have really stood up despite being many, many years old. And so that was something that we were striving for. And I think the expertise of the, the folks at Accomplice, coupled with our creative team here, was able to find uh, a sweet spot that we're all really excited about. So how did you and your team feel about being part of like this local initiative and many others? Because you're involved in so many others, like we were just talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah it really is. It really is special. I think when we can work with... Um, with local organizations to do work that's going to have an impact on whether it's on local communities or businesses or the economy um, or families, it always feels really special. Um, I think when you're talking anything around the holidays, anything around Christmas, you know that the the, uh, the potential is just that much more heightened. You know, everyone just sort of has um, pays a little extra attention. Everyone feels their emotions a little more strongly around the holidays. And so I think we all sort of recognize the opportunity from the outset of what the, um, the outcome potentially could be here. You know, we look at the industry itself um, and there's a fantastic product. Like our, our Christmas trees here in Nova Scotia are, are outstanding. And I think there's only, um, only room to grow our exports um, even further and to be, to be known for having the best Christmas tree. And I think if we can contribute to that in a way, that's something that all of us here will carry for a while. But I think too, there's also, you know, one of the reasons I think many people get into this business is because of the opportunity to have an impact, even in some small way on a little bit of, on a little bit of culture. You know, everyone sort of remembers certain things from advertising that they kind of, that sticks in their brains from certain periods over the years. And I think this is one of those things or could be one of those things um, that sticks around for a long time uh, and that people remember, you know, the first time they saw, or maybe it's something that is a part of their Christmas, um, you know, year after year. So whether that's the video specifically or whether the, the blue button itself can become this symbol that gets adopted by um, the Nova Scotia Christmas tree industry and it, it becomes something that's a ubiquitous part of people's Christmas trees. Um, whether they're in homes here in Nova Scotia or around the world, if that blue button can be a symbol that's recognized, I, I mean that's that's a pretty great thing to have in your uh, you know as, as a creative to have on your resume to say that this sort of enduring thing was was started with an idea that you had um, one day at work. So for us, that's super exciting, you know. But whether whether we get to that stage, and I, I'm, I think we have the potential to do it, but even in the immediate term, um, looking at the feedback on the blue button video right now, if you look at uh, comments on Facebook or on um, other social media platforms, which you normally 
want to avoid doing, I think. But in this case, reading the comments is just so touching because you like, there's just so many comments around people's own memories of getting a tree, a real tree, memories of, of activities with their family connected to getting a real tree, or just their pride in Nova Scotia. Um, their pride in having these Christmas trees that are special. You can see people kind of bursting um, with that pride. And, uh, and that's kind of heartwarming too. Yeah, it definitely is. I know I love looking at those comments and everybody that just interacted with it and shared it on. It's, it's incredible. I do want to share a quick stat with you because some of our backend advertisements there, they've reached up over like 100,000 people like it's just insane it's just crazy that's a hundred thousand people is incredible especially that's almost entirely organic that's just people sharing it you know to the with their friends and family and i think um you know ultimately we'll be adding on to that with some paid promotion to get it even further afield but to to achieve that i think with just people who are excited to share what they've seen is is amazing how do you think this video and the campaign will help out the Christmas tree industry because you guys created like a awesome website that shares a bunch of tips for consumers on how to take care of your Christmas tree. There's also links to the grower website too, I believe. Yeah, I think with this piece, we're hopeful that it can achieve its goals of really elevating the Nova Scotia balsam fir to become recognized as, you know, as a premium product, um, as something that people are willing to pay a premium price for. So I think even as, you know, maybe as demand fluctuates um, for, for real Christmas trees that, you know, growers in this market will always um, be in a good position because their trees are desired um, above and beyond perhaps trees grown in other places or other species of trees. So it really is to try and create preference and desire for the no social balsam fir. And I think when you when you position yourself that way, where you know you're not a commodity anymore, you're you're less subjected to the um, you know the the price fluctuations and that's based on you know what people are willing to pay if you've got a product that's seen as being differentiated then i think that puts you a bit more in the driver's seat and so i hope that's um you know what we're able to achieve in some in some part here for the industry hopefully it can drum up interest and pride in the industry maybe it can encourage some people to uh to consider getting into the business if they haven't considered it you know i think there's there's room for there's room for growth and i think maybe if this can can stimulate a little bit of excitement. That's a good thing too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're always looking for new growers and we're always looking for people to, you know, buy their, like their first real Christmas tree for their home or something like that. No, it's been a, I would just say it's been a really rewarding experience um, working through this project, uh, working with the Christmas tree council. It's um, it's one of those rare cases where we had a project uh, that I think everybody recognized the the potential in from the outset. Uh, and then the, the hard work comes of actually bringing it to fruition. Everyone was committed to it um, and to that vision all the way through, which made it such a joy to kind of get to that finish line here this uh, a couple of weeks ago and to launch it and see it come to life uh, was was super exciting. So it was a bit of an early, an early Christmas present for everyone involved with it. I think it sort of launched the Christmas season a little bit early for us. And so as we go into these last couple of weeks now before Christmas, we're all feeling... Um, a little extra a little extra celebratory and we hope that everyone has a, a great holiday season awesome well thank you so much tyler and thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and part of the christmas tree industry welcome <laughs> thanks for having me it, it's been a yeah. great experience um and uh, i hope there's more magical things we can do Thanks go to Tyler and their team at M5. 
They've created an enriching story and production that will last for years to come. You can find Tyler and his team on m5.ca. One of our own outstanding team members here at CTCNS, Outreach Manager Brittany Fernet is going to speak on the Blue Button campaign from the Council's perspective and give an overview of the other Nova Scotian companies involved. Welcome, Brittany. We've been working on this project for quite some time now, so to have it all come together just in time for this Christmas season was truly a Christmas miracle. We have a marketing committee made up of Christmas tree growers, staff of the Christmas Tree Council, and friends of the industry that has been overseeing this project from the beginning, and they've put in countless hours to make this happen. From the minute M5 presented the storyline to us, we knew we had a winning story on our hands. We needed to see this come to life. We could not be more thrilled with the final production and what we have today. It was truly a Nova Scotian endeavor. From partnering with M5 on the production and animations, we then chose to partner with Eureka Tech in Sackville to create and produce the actual physical blue buttons. After that, we chose to partner with Building Futures, a social enterprise also based in Sackville, Nova Scotia, who printed the cards to go with the blue buttons as well as strung the buttons and the, so and the cards for us. We have worked with Mohammed and his team from Eureka Tech in the past, as well as the Building Tutors team in the past, and they are both always a pleasure to work with. Starting from his basement in 2015, Mohammed, owner of Eureka Tech, knew he was on to something. With just one high-quality 3D printer he purchased online, he began what is now the only local source for 3D printers and filament in HRN. If you're looking to get into 3D printing, they're happy to help. Their numerous five-star reviews go to show the outstanding support they offer as part of their many services and products. They also offer laser cutting, CNC routing, commercial printing services, promotional items, hobby electronic components, and much more. Eureka Tech can bring your ideas to light, whether it be the creation of a meaningful gift, unique wedding decor, original internal signage, company promotional items, or otherwise, they are always there to help. Building Futures is an employment society that supports individuals with intellectual disabilities to contribute to their community while realizing their personal goals. Futures is a vibrant agency, growing and responding to the choices of the people they support. Their mission statement is empowering people with disabilities to make their contribution to society alive every day through the employment, vocational, and recreational services provided through Futures. Over the years, Futures has built a reputation of trust in the community, demonstrated through the satisfaction of the people they support and their care networks, and by the loyalty of their many customers, patrons, and donors. We hope to have more episodes on Real Trees, Real Talk in the new year, bringing in more partnerships in the industry, and of course, our stories from the producers. Do you want to know more about the Christmas tree industry and where you can find more information about your Nova Scotia famous Christmas trees? Visit iloverealtrees.com and our social media outlets where you can find updates, contests, and education on the Christmas tree industry here in Nova Scotia. Thanks again for tuning in to Real Trees, Real Talk, why Nova Scotia loves real Christmas trees. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and a happy and prosperous new year to you all. Thank you.